It's called wokeness, and it's a plague. A plague that places tyranny before freedom, criminality over virtue, and hate over love. It's a plague that threatens what millions have died for. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. We will fight it. We will defeat it. We will eradicate it. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing the least woke man in America. FedEx may be showing the rest of us where the U.S. economy is headed. Hello, everyone. I am the least woke man in America. And what I'm about to show you and talk to you about here is more important and more probably more helpful than watching 20 hours of the Joe Biden cheerleaders on CNBC. Um, FedEx, well, this is from the Wall Street Journal, but it's, it's been all over the news because it's so important. FedEx, the massive shipping and distribution company, I'm sure you've, you're all familiar with it, has radically changed their 2023 sales forecast in the down direction you know FedEx is such an important company like UPS as far as telling us where everything is going or at least alluding to it because at, I heard once on any given day uh, between FedEx and UPS 12% of the US economy is in their trucks and planes just stunning and it's such a straight they're both straightforward businesses you know banks tactic tech companies are more complicated they're not always the great indicator where the economy is going but how much stuff is actually shipped physical products are shipped on a daily basis is such an important what i call canary in the coal mine as far as telling us where everything is headed and these these um this news and the numbers are just staggering um the wall street journal fedex to reduce operations after sales warnings the delivery giant said it would close offices, reduce Sunday ground operations, and park some uh, cargo aircraft after it warned of severe, or excuse me, revenue shortfalls from declining package deliveries. Shares fell 15% after hours. Uh, first paragraph, FedEx Corp said its quarterly revenue fell below its expectations and it was closing offices and parking aircraft to set, offset declining volume of packages around the world. So they're literally shuttering some planes. And jets, they see such a downturn coming. Incredible. FedEx shares fell as much as 19% in off-hour trading. You don't need to know that. But um, the CEO says they're going to freeze hiring, close 90 FedEx office locations, park some cargo air aircraft, and like I said, reduced ground operations, and close five corporate offices. I mean, this is massive. They really see something here. And... Um, it, it, they're based out of Tennessee, uh, like I said, an American-made company, but they ship all over the world. Um, that led to a revenue shortfall of $500 million compared with the company's forecast. So, like I said, shipping companies, like great uh, canary in the coal mine as far as what's moving around the world, volume, demand, and it's, it's going down, obviously, quickly. Um, about the only... Just to show you what a joke the corporate media is, the only news outlet that questioned this was Bloomberg, of course, because you know, because we're six weeks from election. Michael Bloomberg is Michael Bloomberg. They had an article. It's not a, a con economic problem. It's a FedEx problem. <laughs> okay, um, it's not true. Um, but I, you know, I don't think it's time. I, I, I don't do articles like this or read stories, you know, to create like a bunker mentality for people. It's like, it's all become homesteaders and preppers type of thing. 
But I think it's important. I think it's important not to live in the Hallmark Channel mentality of stick your head in the ground uh, like an ostrich and pretend uh, this is going to uh, all going to, going to go away. Especially if you're not in a very, very secure job, which only a certain percentage of the population is. Maybe the post office, a tenured teacher, cops, firemen, um, etc. cetera. Uh, for commissioned salespeople, business owners, etc., you have to be able to face this stuff. Um, you know, you might have to rethink buying a new $4,000 riding lawnmower or a new vehicle or, you know, booking that, you know, $7,000 cruise because there's some substance, there's something going on here. Uh, like I said, I just have so much respect for UPS and FedEx when they come out with guidance like this. And FedEx is such an incredible company. Uh, it was started by Fred Smith, a uh, man who did two tours in Vietnam. He started from scratch. I believe he's in his 70s now. He's the executive chairman. Um, the left, you know, really doesn't like him. But I'm going to put a um, link to an interview with him and Larry Kudlow uh, that came out a couple days ago to leasewoke.com. I have to do links from YouTube to leasewoke.com because of the Facebook algorithms. You'll never see them. Um, and it was outstanding. The clarity he talks about, he goes through how we got to where we are, how we got to where we are as far as. Uh, the inflation, and the demand, the shortages, uh, just such clear, compare, just compare his thinking when he's talking in this interview to the woke, left, emotional, hate-filled, irrational, illogical, not truth-based crap. Like, for example, what we're hearing about with Martha's Vineyard, which I'll get into at some point, uh, just abject, truth-defying, irrational self-centered craziness and you listen to fred smith and the problem is um the fred smith type people because he's a white male that's what's the most important to the left that he's a white male not the accomplishment you know when people think of a business person especially more mature less mature more greedy people the first thing they think about is how much money they have and how much are they worth not the nature of what they accomplished as far as the building the business, the equipment, the people, organizing out that, that, getting business, running it, growing it, just stunning. If anybody's ever tried any of this, it's so complicated and so hard. Money aside, just that accomplishment. And now we're like in a post-accomplishment, pro-victimhood, pro-criminal society where the Fred Smiths, are the, in their clear thinking, are the bad guys and Uju Anya, who I talked about in that recent podcast, who wanted the Queen of England to die slowly in excruciating pain, they're the ones we put on the pedestal. We now take down George Washington statues and we put up murals of George Floyd. And that's the world that we live in. We don't care about Fred Smiths, who create massive billion dollar corporations and literally change. Like if you look at FedEx and UPS, they literally changed the entire world, our quality of life, how we live, etc., by being able to move so much stuff so efficiently and cheaply. As they were growing and becoming profitable, the United States Post Office was going bankrupt. So for all of you who have friends, family who mock free market capitalism, love socialism, love communism, I mean, we go into a massive period where distribution and shipping becomes more important than ever, and the one entity that can't get it together and make money off that is the United States federal government. So again, not doomsday, you know, I'm not going to go live in a bunker, but this is very, very important news 
that I thought all of you would want to know. Until next time, I am the least woke man in America, and I will be back very soon. Take care, everybody. In Martha's Vineyard, we are learning that the American left, the woke progressive left, is far scarier than we ever thought. Hello, everyone. I am the least woke man in America. Thank you for joining me. You probably have heard over the last 72 hours about Ron DeSantis, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, sending 50 Venezuelan migrants, excuse me, to Cape Cod, to Martha's Vineyard specifically. So why did he do that? Why, first, why did he choose Cape Cod at Martha's Vineyard specifically? Because Martha's Vineyard is like the hub. It is the hub for Northeastern, really national, uh, national, but especially Northeastern far left progressives. It is one of the least diverse areas in the country. When you see pictures of Obama when he's golfing and biking there, he looks 10 times whiter than I ever dreamed of being as far as the clothes, the perfect golf clothes, the bike shorts, the helmet, just all looks so, oh, so weird. Not because he's black, not because he's black. God, no, not, not every people, no, no, just in general. Even when I see white, put it this way, when I see white people dressed like that, I'm like, okay, I can't quite relate and I'm kind of proud of it. But freak, for me, even though I'm a fascist, even though I'm a right-wing fascist, I am completely fine with them being different and choosing to do that. That is America to me. They are choosing to go buy those clothes, to golf and bike somewhere else. Somebody's buying different clothes to go on four-wheelers or hunting somewhere else. Somebody's buying scuba diving gear because that's their hobby. I'm fine with all of it. Despite my controlling fascist mentality, I am fine with all those people having the freedom to do all of those different beautiful hobbies and support all types of different industries. Within those industries, there's all types of innovation and creativity takes place. To me, that is America. So back in Martha's Vineyard, these statistics are quite comical as far as um, the demographic makeup of Martha's Vineyard. I believe it is, here it is. According to Fox News, 88.1% white, 90.3% American born. Okay, so Ron DeSantis sends 50 migrants there. They make up less than one-tenth of 1% 1 of the nearly, well, well, it's actually a lot less than that, 5 million illegal immigrants to have crossed the border since Biden took office in 2000, January 2021. It's just a stunning, stunning number um the mayor of el paso little el paso texas not a lot of money not home to billion millionaires and billionaires like martha vineyard um he said you know he's been overrun like a lot of border towns for years now here it is el paso's mayor told fox news last week he so he's seen a thousand to fourteen hundred a day the average now is about eight thousand a day crossing the border uh so you call that fifty six thousand a week so about every two weeks um, when, you, when you watch a college football game on Saturday night and you see the massive stadiums, whether it's Penn State or Tennessee or you know all, all major college football stadiums that hold 100,000 people, every two weeks, one of those comes into the United States. So that's two of those a month of illegal migrants. It's a, it's a, I, I don't know 
any other nation that has done that so has allowed such a population increase without some type of smart organized housing and infrastructure plan to go along with it that's how crazy this all is uh, if you want to have mass legal legal migration like we did back in the Ellis Island days I'm all for it I think they work hard. I think white people aren't having enough babies and there's a lot of problems. So if we're going to maintain our infrastructure, physical jobs, so have people pay into Social Security, we need something desperately. But this circus, this mess where we pay uh, the Border Patrol and, and other agencies in the South that are overwhelmed to catch them, give them pieces of paper to show up to court, they never show up. No one knows who they are. They don't get social security numbers. They work under the table. Um, it, again, I see them as human beings. I'll go the Bill O'Reilly route, who I'm a big fan of. If I had a wife and kids and I lived in Mexico or Guatemala or Honduras or Venezuela, which, by the way, Venezuela has the biggest oil reserves on the planet, bigger than Saudi Arabia, socialists took over, and now they're trying to get here. There wasn't a, there was always migration to the United States from Venezuela, but nothing like when the left took over in Venezuela, forcing people to eat out of garbage dumpsters and now risk their lives to come to America. So I see all these people as human beings. I don't see them as evil. Within the group, of course, like Trump says, there are rapists and murderers, drug, you bet your rear end there are. A lot of them are good people, but the whole process is embarrassing. A country that spends $900 billion on national defense, 13 aircraft carrier groups, hundreds of satellites in outer space, yet we cannot control the situation. It's an embarrassing, disorganized mess. So Martha's Vineyard, home of Barack Obama, where one of Barack Obama's uh, homes are, I'm... Uh, Obviously, my white privilege didn't work out too well for me because I don't have as nearly as many houses as Barack Obama, but that's a whole different story. Uh, Barack Obama, the dog, uh, president who put them in dog cages at one point down at the border, is a resident of Martha's Vineyard, Larry David, David Letterman, the usual suspects, lots of big Hollywood types. So DeSantis says, and it makes perfect sense, you could say what well, was mean. No, it's actually not mean. It's the opposite of mean because by showing these elites, these aloof elites, what this really looks like, you're kind of, dare I say, waking them up, waking them up. They're supposed to be woke. They're supposed to all be woke, but it's taking Ron DeSantis and his evil stunt to wake them up to what all this really looks like if it's in your town. You see what I mean? And so uh, where I'm going with all this is, and that's the headline here, is the psychology of this is so important and, and frankly so spooky to me. It really, really is. That these are the most loving people, the most compassionate people, the most open-minded people, the most pro-immigration people. And you literally need to, because they're so aloof, because like a Larry David or a David Letterman, because everything they hear about regarding this crisis is something they watch on CNN, which is a combination of seeing these woe-begotten immigrants and these white racists. And that's all about they, they know about. They haven't been around them, don't know any of them, haven't been exposed to the conditions. They don't know anything. There's been tons of Fox News hosts, Sean Hannity, 
uh, other ones who have actually gone to the border and seen this spectacle. Talk to the border patrol agents. Talk to the residents of the border towns. Uh, some of the border towns, the crime is just as bad as it is in Mexican towns now. The whole thing is a national disgrace. And DeSantis and Greg Abbott are literally pulling these, quote, stunts, which Hillary Clinton calls human trafficking, to wake the liberals, to wake the progressives up to what this looks like in real life. It's crazy. And so their response to all this is even more spooky. Like I said, Hillary Clinton, all these crazy spins about its human trafficking, how DeSantis is a coyote. The Democrats have created the entire coyote uh, and mule, you know, these terms they come up with. I don't know if you know it in smuggling, they call the people coyotes and mules, as far as the mules carry drugs. Coyotes are the ones that get people here. The Democrats' weak border policies have created an entire industry in Mexico and South America of human trafficking, of smuggling, of massive drug addiction in the United States. And they are now the big humanitarians who are outraged. I mean, some of these people support late-term abortion, but they're outraged at the humanitarian crisis. Their policies have led women and children and men to die of dehydration and heat stroke in the middle of deserts between Texas and Mexico. And now they're outraged. I don't think they... So it, it just shows there's something off with these people. They don't have the emotional intelligence they think they do. It's actually the opposite. I really believe that. I've talked to friends about my over the years. It's like their attitude towards business, this is evil. I think it's the evil inside of them that they assume everybody else has. And that's where their ideas come from, their policies. You look at Marx, you look at Stalin, such a cynical, evil view towards life and people and everything else. So they carry that with them and they project it onto the rest of us. Because if you look at that video, if you've seen the video of people laughing and clapping in Martha's Vineyard as the migrants were taken away. And where were they taken to? A United States military base. And the National Guard was involved. So 50 migrants came to Martha's Vineyard. And even though border states have been begging the federal government for military intervention because of the invasion that's taking place down there, it took migrants shipped in by Ron DeSantis to, to Martha's Vineyard for the United States military to get involved. Not with five million crossing the border since Joe Biden was sworn in as president. So it's a very spooky from the psychological standpoint. That's what's important here. And why do I say that? Because if these people are this aloof and this uh, ignorant... And this condescending towards this situation, what, why do you th think they were the way they were during the COVID lockdowns? And what if something happened like this again? This all makes perfect sense as far as uh, Nancy Pelosi getting her hair done or Gavin Newsom at the French Laundry when he decided to go out and not wear masks, even though he was like the big fascist COVID mask dictator. And Nancy Pelosi couldn't wait to parade her mask out, her different, golly knows, $100 mask, at, uh, which is amazing for someone so concerned about income inequality. Income inequality, as I call it. So she prayed, couldn't wait to parade her different mask out at, um, at different press conferences. Then she gets caught getting her hair done, which was illegal at the time in California. And then Lori Lightfoot, all the violations she had, 
would be her being a progressive leader. Because, see, during COVID, the progressive states were showing the leadership and the level of responsibility required for that type of situation. Where the red states were open, remember, um, there were some real beauties from that, where that uh, lieutenant governor of Texas, forgot his name, he went on Fox News and said, we're not going to have a country left if we keep these lockdowns. My grandkids, my kids are not going to die of COVID. It, it, they are not going to die if they're out and about doing things, but they are definitely not going to have a country left if this keeps up. And there's some truth to what he says because now we're feeling the ramifications with the inflation and that could all get worse because that's exactly what he was trying to say. And they made fun of him. That's when Joe Scarborough made the comment, which I ever saw him, boy, it would be bad in person, how Republicans care more about stock prices than a Korean war vet dying of COVID. It was all ridiculous. Now we're going into inflation. We might be going off the cliff financially with the, with the grounded, intelligent, rational, non-woke, Lieutenant Governor of Texas said at the time was 100% true. While the Newsom and Lightfoot and the rest of them were completely hypocritical, breaking all the responsible COVID procedures that they put in place, being progressive leaders, he was 100% correct. But, and again, then we go into the meat, the attack on meat, the billionaires buying the farmland, uh, trying to control what we eat, the focus on plant protein, the uh, war on animal meat, and then we get into the electrical vehicles. When the electrical vehicle thing is continued to shove down our throat over the next five to 10 years, it's going to be way worse than inflation ever thought of being. And again, just like the Martha's Vineyard situation, Obama and David Letterman and Larry David and Barbara Streisand and Nancy Pelosi are not going to be affected buy any of this they're going to be fine it's the middle class that's going to not even know what the heck it is, and upper middle class do they're not going to be exempt from the misery this forced make-believe electric vehicle situation is and so it's a combination of things that's what's taking place here um it's human pride it's foolishness uh it's it's these people have built this aloof ego you know you look at someone like obama and there, there's so many obamas out there it's one thing to come from money but what cracks me up is people like him who never came from money in the first place and they kind of get good grades they get into good colleges they make money and now it's almost like they got made it to the progressive coastal life raft now that they're making good money themselves where they can look down on everybody else and in the in, in, in the midwestern states and the other states i had to laugh i have a video up on the youtube at least woke man america youtube channel and on TikTok, on rumble the different places we have videos where it talks about this dropkick murphy loser he's some singer that came to new york state fair openly made fun of what he calls farmer types Man, would he fit like a glove at Martha's Vineyard right now, wouldn't he? Making fun of farmer types, and while at the same time eating food that you know, obviously there's a great best of the best as far as grocery stores in Martha's Vineyard. I'm sure. And I've never been there. I never plan on going there. I always hear people talk about the Cape. And when I worked in New York City, it was this big deal. Why it looks so boring? Looks like you know, I'm in my 70s. If I make it that long, and I can't do anything fun and physical, maybe I'll go there. But I'm like, I used to just. There was absolutely no appeal whatsoever it was the weirdest thing and there still isn't really and frankly now that i read this there really 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 isn't because i just sit there I, unless i wore unless and i 
might do it. Unless I went there and just sat there draped in MAGA gear, there's no chance of me stepping foot on Martha's Vineyard. And so um, this is outrageous, and you and I probably want to fit in there, which is a good thing. And But these are the people making big decisions. These are the people who are trying to force us to eat what we they want us to eat, drive the vehicles they want us to drive. And this clearly shows... Um, when this stunt, as they're calling it, which it's not, is over with, I mean, Abbott keeps going. Abbott, mad if DeSantis is going to send more. The scary part is, pathologically, this is not going to have any effect on these liberal progressive elites. None whatsoever. They'll smirk and they'll laugh. And this illegal border thing, immigration, excuse me, situation, this is that deep thing the flyover states, as they called when they were having their meltdown, when George Bush beat Al Gore and we found out their true colors, even though they were all supposed to be protectors of the working man. When they called the states, all their food and cars come from flyover states, um, we found out so much about the American left. But this is a, in their idea, this is kind of a flyover state thing. This is the dirty people. The dirty people down at the borders, the white people who live in those poor towns, they're supposed to deal with it. Uh, they're a bunch of racists anyway, so who cares? Um, they're the ones that support it. So it doesn't matter if you get your hands dirty as far as helping the illegal immigrants, which we've seen here, because they just package them all up and ship them off to an, a military base. So there was no desire to actually help the human beings. Except for maybe some church group as non-profits once they got to Martha's Vineyard. It's all, all it really is, is is you show, it's normal wokeness. There is a complete lack of substance as far as understanding the problem, wanting to fix the problem, empathy for the problem involved, any type of empathy for the aggravation and frustration it's causing other people, especially white people. But you support the cause. And that's that's how you work out your salvation. That's where your ego and self-image comes. And there's absolutely no substance behind it whatsoever. Really makes no sense to people like you and I. But unfortunately right now, that's how this country is being governed. That's how it's being influenced through social media, Hollywood, and the secondary education institutions. And it's really, really startling. So I don't know long-term how this is going to play out. I think Abbott should they can keep shipping these immigrants, especially Chicago, New York City. The ones with the biggest mouths as far as how racist you and I are and how beautiful and precious illegal immigrants are should receive the most. I mean, does that make sense? Because it's a two, it's a win-win. If you are the progressives, you're you're uh, you can help them because you love them, and you can protect them from people like us. So as far as I'm concerned, they're the ones that should be shipping buses down to the border towns and then bringing them back up to the blue states as fast as they possibly can. And if, if anything, th you know what they should do? Because they, even though they're not fascist, they clearly have no respect for individual rights and individual property rights. I won't rule it out if you just send them to white towns within blue states, rip the people out of their houses, and give them the houses to the illegal immigrants. Because those people just got their houses through racism and white privilege and stealing and capitalism and theft and entitlement anyway. So right there, there, there you go. There's your problem solved right now. Why, why not? I mean, you're dealing with a group between cars and food. You don't have any respect for people's property or decisions. Why, why even pretend at this point? 
Why even pretend? You've got such a huge percent of the country, and this is why they're getting away with this. And I'll leave it at this. The reason they're getting away with this is you have such a huge percent of the country now that's either elderly or sick, or if they're young, they're lazy, addicted to drugs and some video game porn trance, and they don't even know who George Washington is. So I really believe that's why they're able to get away with this stuff. We are so deep. People always talk about that movie, Idiocracy. We are there. We are beyond there now. And they know that. And that's why you can get away with this stuff. That's why you can have 5 million migrants cross the border of your country with a $900 billion defense budget and get away with it day after day after day. Period. There's no end of story. It's why you can destroy our energy industry lead to massive price increases. They're going to cripple people this winter. It's not Russia. There would have been an increase from Russia. Nothing like the percent, the Russia-Ukraine war. Nothing like the percentages that we're experiencing now. And there is no shame. There is no guilt. Whether it's the suffering that comes from electric vehicles, the suffering that comes from um, the migrants in the towns. You're dealing with people who have an emotional intelligence problem. They're not right in the head. I'm not talking about traditional Democrats who wanted a fair deal for their wages when they were working and not to be taken advantage of. This is a whole different group full of human pride and self-righteousness. They have a terrible condescending attitude towards you and I, and frankly towards this country. They have no appreciation for this country, even though they continue to make millions and billions of dollars off it. And it's a very sad situation, but thank God for Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott for opening this up. So once again, we can see who these people really are. Because that's so important as we go ahead here. Like I said, this helps us see the, it's not pretty, but it gives us a, a viewpoint as far as the battles that are ahead and really the amount of ruthlessness that we're facing here. Well, I hope that helped everyone. I know it's not like all like uh, flowers and balloons and happiness, but I mean, my God, this is a crazy situation. And uh, we can help. We always, with all these situations, the best thing we can hope for is that people who don't even, don't even follow politics closely wake up a little bit and see how wrong this is. But you have to help them because they will get the dummy food version. As you know, I always call it the dummy food version as far as, Oh, uh, the the uh, DeSantis is evil, and he didn't respect people, and he's a racist, and this is human trafficking because human, Hillary Clinton said human trafficking. So the lap dogs, David Muir, uh, Joe Scarborough, Mika, the idiots on CNN, they will repeat that. That's the mantra will be. But it's up to you and this postmodern country because the left is the postmodern, making up the truth. They make up the history. They make up the narrative. But what's all said and done, what is real. And what is what is real is real, and you and I have to deal with the consequences of that, not necessarily them. So I hope this brought you enjoyed this. I will be in touch again. Take care of yourselves, everybody, and I am the least woke man in America.